Welcome to the Carlton Show, the Wayne Johnson episode. Lovely to be here. Andy Ma, Paul Barbaza. Lovely to see you, Baz. G'day, Andy. Lovely to hear the Dominator gets a gig. Episode number seven, of course. How are you, Geckman? Evening, gents. Uh, we, we nearly got there on the weekend. There's a lot to take out. There's a lot to talk about from um, the very, very competitive performance against Melbourne on the weekend. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of the game, the things we really liked and disliked, and we've got our votes coming in our much-anticipated uh, BNF, the Carlton Show Best and Fairest Award uh, voting for 2007. And before we get into any of that, let's get the business of the game, the post-match business of the game out of the way. And a lot of it's had to do with match review panel and the two strikes on the two Carlton players, which have seen... Jordan Lewis cop three and Jesse Hogan cop two. I'm sure we've all got a lot to say about this. I'll clear the floor for either of you two who wants to go first. So, Geckman, you go first. Bagsy always gets first serve, so you can you can take it away. What did you make of the incidents? What did you make of the penalty? What is it about the two incidents in particular that you want to say? Uh, okay, two Differing sort of lashings, I guess, from the Melbourne boys. You just um, need to talk up a bit, Geck, man. Uh, Jesse Hogan. Uh, it was interesting watching him uh, up close. Um, he was beaten on the day, and it kind of started early. Uh, I remember Levi outmarked him, and as Levi came to ground and rolled over to get back onto his feet... Hogan has done a bit of a squeal at the umpire and he started showing him his legs as if Levi had somehow intentionally kicked him. And I thought, that is a very strange reaction. What's going on there? Uh, He missed an easy snap. He missed an easy set shot. You could just see, and I've seen it a little bit with him previously, he simmers. He doesn't like it when things don't go his his way. And then you get... The uh, the very very cheap silly shot at uh, Rowie's jaw, and it clearly uh, stung him, knocked him off his feet, and uh, concussed. So, you know that was more on the stupid side, and I think every other club in the comp has just seen that and said we can get at this bloke any week if we get stuck into him and stir him up a bit. So he's he's got a big question mark on him. As for Jordan Lewis one of the most decorated uh, footballers in the last 10 years, has an unbelievable career on paper. Uh, But you can also add Coward to that record for what he did to uh, Cripper. Um, I I, I could go further and give him another phrase, but I won't do that because it wasn't quite a uh, king hit. But it was a cowardly act. Coward's punch, we should call. We shouldn't call him king hit. We sort of tried to get that... Language is important, absolutely, I and we should I'm, get King hit I'm, out of the vernacular. I'm choosing my words, it's carefully. a well, it's a coward's punch, mate. Uh, he, he hit him twice, and uh, in such a manner that he has a hairline fracture of the jaw. And uh, not only is that a, a terrible thing for the actual game itself, uh, it can it can cause uh, a game to go uh, to the to the perpetrator's favour. So, you know, there's all sorts of theories about send-offs and stuff. But not only that, he is potentially out of action for our team, our best player, for the next God knows how long if the doctors decide he can't play this week. So 
three weeks he's been given. Um, I, I, I personally could have given him more than that for what he did. Um, and you just don't win any friends in this game punching anyone in in the head. Look, nobody expects it in modern day football. You don't expect to be punched. It's cowardly. It's weak. And for a guy of his decorative career, I just found it very disappointing. Well, he summed it up pretty good, Andy, and uh, the two words come to mind to me. It's just piss weak. Both, both actions were piss weak. Um, Is that Lewis technically one... one word or two words these days? Is piss weak one word or two? Oh, no, piss weak. Yeah, yeah, so. okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, I mean, look, Lewis is obviously has uh, more ramifications. There was, you know, as Gex said, the uh, Cripps is injured, so... Um, he came over with a little bit of a reputation in the last year or two. Yeah, unsociable football, did a bit of that. You know, you know did a bit yeah, of that. Yeah. Him and Hodge yeah. and Lake all started these few things and went back even much further than that, line in the sand games and all the rest of it. It's it's not showing your strength by any means, right? We know that. Uh, what I did like was the reaction from, our, on. from our players. Uh, Weedering went straight in there, right, sauce, um, Jack, that is... Um, and down the other end, White went straight into bat for um, Rowie. Yep. So, look, the reaction was awesome. And I think we, two or three shows ago, we said that that's what we want to see. And that's exactly what happened. Um, it was a reaction toward, towards actually the way they were playing too, I thought. Uh. I thought we actually gained a bit of ascendancy uh, with the footy yep. and then gained it a little bit on the scoreboard. Um, the crowd certainly got involved, um, and that big Carlton roar was back there. But uh, uh, look, you know the penalties. Yeah, they're, they're probably fair. Maybe Lewis could have got an extra one, but by and large, you know, as Gecko said, mate, and I think you said too, there's no room for a punch in the face at the football anymore. That was seventies, eighties stuff, sixties stuff. It's we don't want to see it. There's campaigns going around yep. for yep. for king hits and that sort of stuff. What damage can actually actually do? Yep. Jordan Lewis's punch, it could have, you know, would have been close to the temple. I'd say so. They just got to be careful, those blokes. If they want to keep going down that path, well, that's up to them. And Bernie Vince did it the week before. He did something silly. wasn't It didn't hurt the bloke. So I don't know if it's the way Melbourne want to do things and. And if they think that's tough, well, they're kidding themselves. Oh, I couldn't. That was the thing that uh, you've summed up the individual um, incidents perfectly. But and and thankfully, after a couple of days, there was this kind of revision in the conversation that was taking place. But for the first twenty-four to kind of forty-eight hours um, about all of this, there were people saying, "Oh, it's good to see you know Melbourne with a tough edge, and it's good to see Melbourne playing hard football again." And you know Melbourne's in the game now because they've got a bit of spine and a bit of steel in their footy. That is the, the the notion that that shows that is courage is so far off the mark that 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 shows a lack of character and that shows a weakness of discipline uh, as a football team and that's the sort of stuff that'll bring Melbourne undone. That's not the sort of stuff that's going to bring any um, success to any side in the competition by running around whacking blokes in the head. So I'm glad that the further the week wore on, the more I've heard people push back at that notion because it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, credit goes to Patrick Cripps for getting up and playing out the game, knowing he must have known there was something wrong. Uh, that's courage. Um, Sammy Rowe, I don't know what state of mind he must have been in. Post-game, they said that he had you know, post-game um, concussive 
kind of symptoms he has. He has. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he was probably seeing stars as well throughout, but pushed on nonetheless. So that for people who, um, I'm sure most Carlton people are going to see it through our prism, but if there's anybody else listening to this um, who thinks that we've got it wrong, have a long, hard think about, you know, what your priorities are, um, particularly Think about if it was one of your kids on the receiving end or something like that. Um, I reckon you'd be having a very, very different think about it. Well, maybe for Jesse Hogan, it's part of his name. Like, he's got Jesse the Body Ventura and <laughs> Hulk Hogan in his name, so maybe he's put the two and two together and thinks maybe he should be a wrestler or a boxer or something like that. But uh, I've got to say, one thing in his favour towards the end of the match when that touch ball went through and he did turn around and said, no, no, set up, it's touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he's feeling guilty about the whole scenario because he actually came clean and said that that ball was touched. He's very quick to put the hand he up. Was, he was, he was. He's that's, that's sportsmanlike, but maybe, like I said, yeah, maybe He didn't do it for sportsmanship. He did it so his, his backs could set up. There you go. That's, oh, why, well, that's why he That's did probably it. why he did it. Um, okay, there's... Uh, there's a whole lot of little bits and pieces from this game that I'm keen to kind of get through. So we'll get through all of it as quickly as we can. Can I start it off? We, we, we're doing, in case you didn't listen last week, we're doing our own Carlton show BNF voting along the same lines as the coaches. So, you know, four votes to maximum performance, one vote if you played okay, no votes if the performance was average and not worthy of a vote. Um, I found it really difficult. I don't mean you blokes, but we don't get the votes one now. But I found it really difficult to find as many players to give votes to this week as I did the week before, which is ridiculous because it was a much better effort mm. against Melbourne than it was Richmond. And I put to you that that suggests to me, as I thought about it, that this was a system. Um, this was a system-backed performance. This was a triumph for the coaches. The players did what the coaching staff told them to do. They obviously had a very um, um, well-thought-out strategic game plan that they wanted to take into this game against Melbourne. And by and large, it seemed to hold um, together. And by and large, and particularly the further the game went, the more it seemed to frustrate Melbourne. So this wasn't a game where individuals grab the game by the scruff of the neck from a Carlton perspective. And this is what I'm taking from the game more than anything. This was a game where we had a lot of contributors who bought in to a game plan that was well thought out to meet the opposition head on. Um, and it, I thought it held up. I thought it held up really, really well. And But for a bobble of a ball here or a curious interpretation for an umpire there uh, and maybe a few you know more clean conversions from us, going inside and with a shot at goal. Who knows? The result could easily have been different in this game of footy. Does that ring true to either of you two? Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've got it down here that they went in with a game plan and they executed it. So um, I guess, you know, in the first 10 or 15 minutes, it wasn't going so well. They scored, you know, two or three in the first 10 or 15 and they scored uh, three or four in the last seven or eight minutes. So the predominantly have scored half their score in the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes of the game. So that whole middle patch of that game was played, I wouldn't say it was on our terms, but we, we definitely matched it in all the areas. And like you said, I mean, when they did their homework beautifully, Carlton. Yep. And it was, like you said, it was good to see them actually uh, taking it out there and doing it. Agree. Yeah, look. Uh, Are we glad? If, if if any of us here is too glass half full, by the way, the other one, one of us has to say, "No, you're kidding yourself." 
Don't ever be afraid to no, say it's no. Quite, no, it's mate. I'm telling you, I've got it written down here. I, I actually feel that there was a. We know that they set up seven, eight, nine in defence last week, mm. and as soon as there's a centre bounce clearance, you know they were streaming through. If they won it, they'd be streaming through. Well, our blokes were free on the wing, and they were coming in and sort of cutting off that area. Spot on, right? So, and then the other part was that we were. I, mean, I want to see a lot of tackles, and I'll talk about it after our tackle count was down again. But we were actually standing off them when they were coming out of defence because they they knew that they were going to just chip it around, chip it around, and they were waiting for an intercept. And they, we intercepted pretty well yep. Yep. Um, numerous times. Unfortunately, we don't get the uh, the score on the board when we should. Mm. You know, I think... Um, what did we kick? Nine goals for the game, and we went in 58 times. We're more than them. Yeah, yeah, 58 times you go in, you score nine goals. That's just going to come with, um, once we get, I suppose, a better system in the forward line. So I think we need more natural forward. I've been banging on about this. Yeah. I feel like we need more natural forwards in there, guys who can turn a half chance into, you know, at least a scoring, um, you know, a scoring option. Uh so outside of the fact that I think the coaches got it right and they had a, they had a good day, I think they had a pretty good day in the coaches' box. They'll be filthy um, about not getting the result. They're in the game, uh, you know, as you said, you know, and as you know, Bolt said after the game, you know, the equilibrium was with us for a lot of that game. So it was a game that was there to be won. So they'll be filthy about that. But we need to hold true to the fact that it's not about the win loss this year. We can't get sidetracked as a footy team and a footy club by that, even though this was one that may have slipped through our fingers and who knows how many opportunities we're going to get. Outside of that, um, what was the... We'll start with the positives this week. What was it for you that was the most um, you know, encouraging thing, Gek? Well, just elaborating on what you uh, brought up just before, Bucket. Um, my pros last week was about our defence... Uh, showed you know good improvement with the way they structured up and they spoiled really well, um, you know. But we had to complement that type of defence with uh, ground the ground balls, the structures around those ground balls, and setting up so that we can sort of move the ball forward. And we made that progression this week, um, definitely around structure. I look, I noticed very blatantly around uh, stoppages in the defensive half of the ground this week. We always had, uh, Daisy in particular was putting himself as the last person uh, at at ball-ups in the defensive half, making sure he was at the back of every uh, clearance for a period of time. And there was always somebody positioned in that uh, spot this week. Um, We chased as a team much better we uh like i remember run run down tackles by pickett again oh, magnificent you know, he got the, the far, you got their far, their quickest bloke he got yeah it was it, some of the highlights um obviously of, of the match but those uh but on the defensive side obviously and um it was just that correction. It was. It, it's sort of disappointing that we didn't do it uh, against Richmond because it would have been a, a similar type of game because just by just by that progression, we cut out all of those leaky, silly goals mm. that we'd been seeing in our practice matches and in and against Richmond. So instead of chasing a score of sixteen to twenty goals, we were chasing a score of ten to fourteen goals, and and that is what we have to do to be competitive. 
Um, so we had a game on our hands and it was based on the way we structured up and defended. Uh, and we worked from turnover and we worked on trans- – the transition was better. It didn't break down as much. It did break down a number of times, but we got more links in the chain going than we had in previous games. No, so, I agree with that. You know, um, so, you know, good good to see progression. And I think there's still a hell of a lot of improvement left because uh, I, I still see the senior players making uh, a lot of the mistakes. I know they're taking on that responsibility to 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 take the risk more than the younger guys are, but you also see some fundamental errors going on that they shouldn't be making. And uh, that that will be ironed out, I'm very confident. So I'm still seeing improvement in the team in the next few weeks. I reckon we'll get to that part of that when we get to the other side of the equation, the things from the game that we didn't like. What what about for you, Bagsy? What was the thing that you were most excited about? Uh, Well, first goals to Petrovsky, Seaton and and Pickett. Uh, It was both of their first goals in in their AFL careers. Uh, it was great to see. Um, and it was great to see uh, Petrescu beat the mm. Carlton symbol on his on his chest. That's a good reaction. That's, that's massive. Uh, McCready's mark, when he fell in the hole, in, in, um, he put himself in front of Hogan. Um, just fantastic. And what that kid's doing, I just can't believe what he's doing at 18. I mean... He's not getting a heap of it, but he puts himself in the right spots. He twists and he turns and he spins and he he defends well. Um, uh, we can probably doesn't t- he doesn't lose his feet. He no. stands up in tackles. He doesn't fumble, and more often than not, any possession he delivers finds its, its yeah, target. Good yeah, user, definitely. Uh, look, I know you're not seeing enough, but oh. He's game. He's game. He's game two. I mean, yeah, nah, definitely. Where he is for a, for a baby is is unbelievable. I think we could probably give it away a little bit. Uh, Andy. Yeah, no, you can mention. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Me and you were uh, at the Northern Blues Sunday morning, and the coach came up to yourself and asked a couple of questions. What we thought we liked in the Northern Blues, and we asked him a couple of questions, and uh, one of them was uh, he's really happy with Har- uh, mm. Harrison McCready. He just said he defends really well. So without saying, you know, without saying he's, too he, much. You know, he's, got, he's got the coach's confidence oh, early, no I doubt, reckon. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, look, McCready, Pickett. The other thing. Does uh, he remind you, before you get off him, yeah. it reminds me of Peter Dean. He might be a better kick of the footy than Dean, I reckon we'll, we'll wait and see. But he, he, he reminds me of Peter Dean. He's competitive. Dean would go back with the flight of the ball. Dean knew when to be the third man up. He was a great coverer. For fellow defenders, he he was a selfless defender. Um, he would he could run. Dean could run, particularly in his early stages. He's a great rebounding mm, sort mm. of key defender. Yep. He's sort of got a bit of Peter Dean about him, I reckon. Am I seeing that wrong? Oh uh, yeah, no, a that's bit? that's a, that's probably fair. Um, I haven't really given it much yeah, thought no, to no, be honest probably, with you. But I, uh, my brain works like that. I love well, doing that sort of crap. Yeah, you always going back. I don't to mind the old doing days, that. So. The good old days back. Yeah, um, I liked uh, right to. Uh, when his oh, goal put us in front, he had his best game. Yeah, I, I reckon his I game, his goal put us in front, and you know that Carlton roar, as I said before, is nothing better than when when they sense something potentially special going to happen, and when he threaded it, and they were up, the whole crowd was up, the team was up, and that's really disappointing for me. In the end, that the game was there to be won, and we couldn't quite clinch it. 
And I think there was a few errors late in the game, um, which I hope get eradicated real quick uh, from senior players. They'll be disappointed. They know what they did wrong. But um, to get into that real crux of a game where you think, well, we're a really big chance of winning this. No, yeah, I thought I actually thought we were. I oh, thought so we, did I. I thought we were going to win. So did I. So well, I, mean, I, I, I know I it's not win. about wins and losses, but when you're there to win yeah, the game, no, I agree. you want to finalise it. So, But, yeah, there were four things that I took out. They were the special moments for the day, I reckon. So two other things, and I want your thoughts on it. One, maybe you're just going to agree or you might disagree, but one was, and we talked about this and we, we referred back, you know, when we started doing this podcast, we referred back to the displays of this last year and the fact that it might have gone a bit uh, awry for some reason during the preseason. Um, but the resilience was back. We were 24 points down. What was it? 24 points down with 11 minutes left in the second quarter. We'd only kicked the two. They'd had about, they had five on the board, and they were just starting to roll. Their good players were starting to get the footy. They, their midfield was getting heaps of it. Bar Lewis, who Ed you know, did a fantastic job on for yep. two and a half quarters. Um, but there are others, you know, Salem, no one went near him. I don't know why. And I know, I know you're not locked down. We go back to Jamo, what Jamo said when he sat in for you, but no one plays on anyone. We understand that in the modern game. But this player was just running around getting his own footy. So they, they were getting a heap of the football, and it felt like the damn wall was close to breaking. You know, they were getting that much of it inside 50 and just uncontested footy through the middle of the ground. Well, so 24 with 11 minutes, 24 down, we get beaten by 22 at 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. By that, from that point of the game on, we had by far the better of the match. We really dug in. We really dug in as a group. And it's a young, I know people look at the average age, but you got it, that, that's skewed by your top end. This is a very young team asking a lot of young players to do key jobs. They're not peripheral, some of these young blokes. We've got young players. For God's sake, we've got McCready, Plowman, and and Marchbank pretty much holding up the back line. Rowie's doing his stopping job. Simo's not had the greatest start of his you know to a season that he's ever had. Sammy was better this week. But the three kids, Plowman, McCready, and Marchbank, they were rock solid. Oh, I thought they were rock solid. And they led. They led the resistance for me. I thought they were, from them... You know, cutting off, getting in the way, running to assist, third man up. I just thought they were fantastic. And so the resilience that we showed from that point on, I thought was absolutely magnificent. The other thing, and, you know, it was the talk of the town, and I think two of us, maybe three of us, had him out last week, Daisy, after round one. And I'm keen to get your thoughts on no change. Two of us. Two, you, you hung on to him. I and hung on, uh, You hung on to him. And credit to you, when he kicked that goal just at, on half time, the you know, it's, the players tell you they, the players tell you the players tell you what they think. He kicked that goal, and they went to him like he just kicked the winner. It was an after the siren end of game goal. They he, was, he, he didn't kick the goal. Well, sorry, he set it up. He, he, set he up laid it off. He let set it up for yeah. Armfield. He took the mark. Set, yeah, take the big yeah, mark. Put the big mark. Set it. And he and he pushed through the big hit. He would got the big hit. Exactly. He'd gone off. He looked like he was struggling. He would come back on and he pushed through it. And he kept putting his body on the line. I think the players really rated Thomas's effort, um, particularly in the first half. But I'm sure for the four quarters on Sunday, and I was I just was wrapped to see him get around Thomas the way they did. Yeah, his third quarter was huge. His third quarter was massive. He was in everything. He had twelve posies. So uh, exactly like you, he got the knock, went off. I thought, oh, you won't see him for the rest of the day. He came back. There was 
oh, I think it was two and a half, three minutes to go, and that's in the second quarter, mm. and made an impact. He immediately. went back as soon as he came back. Probably he, should have kicked the other one. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he went he around the corner, but that's okay. Yep, that's yep, okay. Yep. I mean, that's what the footballers do these days. You know, there's plenty of them that do that one around the corner from directly in front. But I'd like to certainly go back and thread the the drop punt. But you know, but then he got straight back up and had another impact. So no, you got to give credit where credit's due. Spot on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it was important he came back on because I think uh, Jack was off at the same time with his uh, yeah, cork, cork back, back yeah. butt, uh, bum, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. um, to be two down at that stage of the game, we would have been almost shot, I think. So, you know, it was really important he came back on. Not only that, but he impacted the game, and and that's all we're asking Daisy to do. I mean, if he's going to be a regular member of this team, he has to impact the game. Uh, which he he did, and uh, important time of the match too. You know, like it, it was swaying, and if we'd gone, if we hadn't kicked that last goal before half time, it would have been, you know, it would have been that much harder to get. It back just into gives the match. you that little bit, doesn't it? I mean, like Hawkins kicked that goal for Geelong deep into the uh, third. Oh, sorry, it was the last kick of the. It was after the siren in the third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were over thirty points down. Mm. They get that one. They all went round him. It's four goals down the last quarter, and you see what they did. The same applied to us. It was just earlier in the game. It just gave us that little bit of, like, look, we're not a, a great side. Mm. but So everything good that happens on the ground, they have to um, box it up, wrap it up. Celebrate it. They've got to celebrate yeah, it. They, they do, simply they do. do. They yep. simply, simply do. I, I mean, agree. like, there's two players I'll mention, and I'll, I'll be keen to see what you guys think. Murphy and Cripps, Cripps is back. Cripps is back. Mm. He's back. You know, like uh, 17, 18, 19 contested ball. Uh, he was in everything. Uh, Murphy, <laughs> Murphy, uh, why I mention these two is because they're, in my book, they're clearly two of our better players on the day. Unfortunately for them, when you hear the Carlton, uh, who have you got as midfielders at Carlton? Everyone says Cripps, Gibbs, Murphy. That's it. That's it. So when you're looking at the two sides we've played in the last two weeks, you could probably mention six or eight in both sides. Mm-hmm. So these two guys took it upon themselves on the weekend. They got them. They really got us going in the guts defensively and all the rest of it. Once we find another three or four, mm-hmm. right, who decide they want to be part of that and seriously part of that, then you'll see – us winning more games, been a lot more competitive in more games, and you'll just see you'll you'll see the game break open for us. Mm. Unfortunately, the two or three or however many we've got, a couple of them are too young, clearly, Petresky, um, and there's a couple there just going at the moment. So um, I wouldn't mind having a, a segment at the end of Blowtorch. Who we're going to put the Blowtorch on? Because every week. There might be one or two or three. That Is one of them Bryce Gibbs this week? Oh, if, if we're going to start it this week, oh, I'll tell you why. It's not because he's getting he's getting his twenty five. Don't matter. Don't worry. No, 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 no. It's so just, misleading. No, no, yeah. I know. I just want to. Yeah. I yeah. want to put it out there because people will straight away go to their phones and say, "He had twenty six, Baz. Mm, what are you talking mm. about? Both weeks, right? He, the the quick kicks, the round the corner kicks, the the handballs, the bloke standing still, the 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 indecision." The errors that he's making both weeks. Last week he went at sixty nine percent by hand and foot. 
This week he went at 54. 52. 52, sorry. 52. He turned so, it over four or five times right. in the last quarter. Cru- crucial okay. to some really bad ones okay. too. Yep. So, yep. so when you want to – you've got to look at the overall picture. Um, so, And unfortunately when you've got Ed Kerno doing tagging roles on Prestia last week, which he got beat, this week he did it on Lewis and he won it. Uh, he did kick a goal, Ed. Um, he's he unfortunately for us we need him to be a bit more forward going too. We need, we need more out of him than just the tagging role on Lewis. And you know I don't know we tagged Lewis, but then you know three or four others popped up as well. So um, look, I, I just wanted to mention Cripps and Murphy because Cripper's back. Right, there's nothing about, and I reckon he'll play. So do I. Yeah, he's I just a sort of bloke. Of course he will. Uh, yeah. That's just me. Yeah. And as for Murph, uh, I really, really, I think we all asked each other the question: Do you think he can make an impact this year? And round one, round two suggests to me: Look, the tagging's gone out of the game, which is great for him. Yep. Yep. Right. Great for him because uh, he's not getting a heavy tag. They look. They more look at Cripper in close. Um, doesn't help. Bryce Gibbs. Okay. Bryce Gibbs has never been tagged. I don't believe he's ever been tagged once he's gone in the midfield. So he actually should be doing a lot more. He should be finding a lot more space. He should be a lot more damaging than what he's doing at the moment. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. I'm not sure if he's, you know, 5%, 10% off in the mind, still thinking about where he could be. I, I'm not sure. I, that, that's, I've got no idea. But I want... And I'm sure you guys and I'm sure the fans want more out of him. I've got something I want to say about him, so I'll let you go first because I might shut the door. But is there something you want to say about Gibbsy before we move off him? Only that he he occasionally shows his top end. You know, like you, you know what he's capable of because you see it. Like the first quarter last week, he was fantastic in the first quarter last week. Um, why he doesn't have the drive to want to play that way every minute of the game is beyond me because, I don't know, look, two seasons ago, he won our best and fairest, had his best season. Again, this is what he's capable of. This is his potential. Play as if you're, you're just desperate to play, mate. Like, it's not, a, it's not a choice. You don't have choices at this level. You've got to go hard or you go home. Or you're going to cop criticism otherwise. So... You know, I want to be cheering for you, mate. So Mick Warner on the couch on Monday night uh, in a bit of a throwaway, seemingly a bit of a throwaway line right at the end of this show, says they're coming again, Adelaide. The deal will get done this time and he'll be playing. The deal couldn't get done last year will get done the, the end of this year. The Gibbs will end up back at Adelaide. Now, Mick Warner's a good journo. He's got, he's got, he doesn't fly, by the, he doesn't shoot from the hip like some. Uh, and I don't reckon he just says stuff just to be controversial. I reckon when he says something, he's got some information about it. Now, I don't know, right? I think Bryce Gibbs loves being a Carlton player. I think he's loved by his teammates. I've said, And I'm a Bryce Gibbs fan. I've defended Bryce Gibbs for years because I saw him play in the 18s and I know what sort of player he was coming in. But I'm going to say this to Bryce Gibbs, and he probably won't listen. I'm sure he won't listen to this. But if anyone is a mate of Bryce's, maybe just get him to lock in at 31 minutes and he can have a listen. You might have 20 games left for Carlton. You've got 20 games left for Carlton, Gibbsy. Make them count, mate. Make them count. You've been good to this club. This club's been really good to you. Make your last 20 games count. 
leave the Carlton Football Club if that is what's going to happen, and I'll put that rider on it because I've got no idea, but I'm just going off what Mick Warner said the other night. Leave the Carlton Football Club with your head held high, mate. Leave the Carlton Football Club as a as a very, very good, I'm not going to say one of the greats, but a very, very good club champion. Maybe win a second one. Go out with a medallion hanging around your neck and say, I'm sorry to leave. There are family issues at play here. I've loved this club. This thing around my neck is going to be unbel- going to take pride of place with me for the rest of my life. But I'm sorry to the fans. I'm sorry to the club. But I've got to do this for my family. If that's what it's all about, I've got to do it. But just leave us with the very, very best you've got for the last 20 games as your, of your life as a Carlton player. Uh, that's what I'd say to him. It's a bit of Sheedy. Sheedy used to do that sort of stuff with retiring players and he'd try and get the best out of them by giving him the finishing post. This isn't the end of the career for Bryce. He'll play another two or three years of good footy somewhere. But I just want him to... You talk about, you know, live every moment. I reckon it's really important if he's going to leave the club at the end of the year, and again, I'm just going off that report, that he just really digs in and, you know... Does the does the rest of the season the justice that it deserves? Well, do you want me to say what I think? What do you think? If you you rate Mick Warner as a journo, I do. Okay. Um, and what you're saying is possibly correct at the end of the year. That's not what I'm saying. That's what he's saying. That's what yeah, he's saying. Yeah. Um, I um, I wouldn't lose too much sleep over it because, um, as far as I'm concerned. At his age, and I think he's around that 28 mark, Yep. okay, he doesn't suit us going forward. And we don't suit him going forward. I believe that Carlton should have done the trade last year. You both know that. Did you believe that at the time? Yeah. yeah did you? Right. Yeah, I did. I, I was happy with first and second round pick. No. And I'm, I'm a bit concerned that at the end of this year – we're not going to get anywhere near that. If they win the flag, if if Crows win the flag, mm-hmm. they don't even want him, right? They're not even going. To, they don't even want him. If oh, they'll they, be if, trying to get better. Absolutely. Uh, they'll well, be trying. I, to get... I, I, I don't think they'll give up much for him if they've won the flag this year. Mm. If they finish fifth and play in a prelim and lose, they'll they will give up a bit for him this time, right? Um, now, it's maybe a little bit contradictory because I had a go at Corns the other week about um, saying that we should have had Sam mm. Pal Pepper. Well, all, all I'm saying is back when I had a go at Corns, I was saying, you know, he said about whatever he said at the time that Silvani made a bad blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was about eight players in that area that we could have picked from. So when he says that that particular player uh, should have come to Carlton, well, who knows who Carlton should have picked? So what I'm saying there, now, what I'm saying now is that if Bryce happens they, they tried Bryce and let's say we get you know he's on say 600 and let's say Daisy at the end of the year has had enough and that's another 700 and Liam Jones goes that's 1. 1.7 1.6 1.7 million dollars we we free up hmm. we need midfielders and we need them quick and we need them between the ages of probably 18 and 22 23 max that could possibly get you two to three good midfielders, right? I don't know if they're out there from other clubs, but that sort of money, right, for us, the way we are at the moment, it's better that we do crunch the deal at the end of the year because he's the one who's got currency. 
No, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with you. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, dis- uh, uh, I'm actually surprised you're saying this. This club, uh, we had to stand our ground and stand for something. Oh, I, we no, had to stand no, okay. our ground and stand yeah, for no, something no. of the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we yeah. and we said, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. all about getting players in who fit us better. No, no. But the guys that were being dished up weren't going to fit us better. They weren't. They weren't going to make us a better team now. And they were going to be. It was going to be pick 15, 17, 18 with the, and then pick thirty eight, thirty nine, whatever it was going to be. So, I, Andy, I, it's I'm I'm last week I was, or week before I said I was happy that the club stood by their values. Yeah, that doesn't mean I agree. If I was in their chair, I would have done the deal. If I was in the chair, stuff the values because I believe what they were putting on the table was enough. What do you stand for then? If you if you're going to if say well, stuff, it, stuff it, the values, stuff the, the values. I don't care. Give us give us because pick. I felt, in my opinion, that was more than reasonable. At a bloke at 28 who hasn't actually set the world on fire, I believe a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick was well and truly enough. Yeah, well, I didn't. Well, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's good. We, we we agree to disagree on that. But when you look at the Western Bulldogs a few years ago, their captain walked out on mm-hmm. them, right? Yep. And they let Callum Ward go and they let uh, Harbrow go, right? So all of a sudden, all the foot, all the Western Bulldog supporters were absolutely up in arms and saying, oh, we're, we're crap, we're shit, we're, we're going nowhere. Well, then, you know, two, three years down the track, they win the flag. Mm. Who's Griffin? Who's Ward? Mm. Who's Harbrow? Who are these guys? So you got to... Yeah, but what did they get? Oh, look, I can't remember exactly. Oh, I don't know what I think they, they got. got I think they got well, fair... they got Boyd. They got fair compensation for some of these blokes. They'll get more They'll get more back through the door than we were going to get for Bryce Gibbs. But Bryce Gibbs is not the captain of the car. I know, but... And, and I, Callum I can, Ward was a very good... Oh, mate, you know. but if you're saying... It's like um, it's like when, when, when Melbourne said... When James Frawley said, I want to get out of Melbourne, I want to go to Hawthorne, and... Melbourne saw what they were going to get as the compensation for James Frawley, despite the fact that he was an All Australian. They said, "Oh, mate, here's the Uber. Off you go. We'll we'll send you. St- don't worry about locker. We'll send the stuff over. You can't get out. You cannot get out the door quick enough because the stuff they were getting back as a, as part of the official compensation was a joke for Frawley. So much so that the whole compensation model was revisited because Melbourne got way overs for James Frawley than they should have." That's my point. I don't think we were getting overs for Bryce Gibbs. They wanted Bryce Gibbs. We didn't want to get rid of him. I didn't say we were getting overs. So they had, oh, to, no, we weren't getting they had to give us overs if they wanted him. Now, that no, was well. then. That We made our point. Right. We made our point. At the end of this year, I think you might be right. I don't know whether we're going to get as much. I don't know whether they're going to be as willing to come to the table. But they know that if they want him, don't come to us with rubbish. Don't come. Because, because it won't happen, mate. It won't happen. Have you got a view on any of this? Not particularly. Not like I, I just let the last see at the end of last season. I was just happy with the players to play it out like a card game. Um, I didn't follow it too closely, other than it was a first round pick and a player, and they were throwing up some players I didn't know well enough to know whether they were going to be worth anything for us, but. Um, yeah, look, I don't really have an opinion. Um, Fair enough. We've we, we got enough opinions oh, yeah, to make up for it. No, no, I, I want us to be successful. I know what it needs. I know what we need. We need midfielders. If if Bryce Gibbs is our second or third best midfielder... You know what's on the table? We're in deep shit. Mate, it was Rory Atkins, who... I don't know what Rory Atkins is. It was Rory Atkins in pick 18. That's what it was going to be. 
That's what we're going to walk through our job. That was what we're going to get. Jared Lyons can't get a kick for the Gold Coast Suns at the moment. He was in the mix. We said no to him. They came well, I back thought to... it was their first and second round draft pick. Well, that, that was part of it, but it was either going to be that or first and a player. And the player they were rolling around was apparently the one. And I could be wrong on this. Whatever. Anyway, so it like... wasn't enough, mate. It wasn't enough. Oh, okay. okay. I understand that, Andy. We're talking about down the track, mate. We're talking about down the track, possibly what right. could happen. And all I'm saying is that if you want to, if you want to see Carlton get better, right, we need midfielders and solid midfielders. So just start getting them through the door. If we have to sell off blokes, sell them off. Right, that's the Bryce Gibbs situation. Yeah. What else? What what from the game didn't you like, Gecko, in particular? Oh, look, uh, I alluded to it earlier in the show. Um, too many senior players still making poor decisions and turning over the ball now. Uh, look, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll allude on that. Um, Sam Doherty, the obvious one in the last quarter, playing out from fullback, kick to himself, ran up the guts. Maybe it was a combination of teammates not being around him, talking to him, um, self-awareness. Well, I don't know, but he, he obviously got dragged down with the ball. I think another time he, he also did this sort of 20-metre forward handball to no one in particular, um, these are all the sort of half-back position. It's really diabolical turnover at that point of the ground. I also remember Murph, who received a, a chip kick in the back line. Uh, he chose to play on as well. I call it this sort of kamikaze play. You sort of they, they sort of play on without knowing what their next move's going to be, thinking they're going to elude whoever's confronting them and, and get away a kick to somebody. But... A lot of the time, it's either late in the game where we're not running enough, creating those um, lead-up opportunities for the guy with the, with the ball. And um, they're left looking and sort of carrying at the same time, wondering where their next option is, and they get sprung with the ball. So it's not always just about the ball carrier getting into that situation. Uh, it's more of a dynamic between them and the, the receivers. But... Um, yeah, I think we just got to come up with some better op- options around uh, generating play out of the back line sometimes. Uh, I just want to talk about one incident. Uh, again, it was Doc. Now, this happened... Let me look at my notes very quickly. I'm not sure if I can remember. I was going to say, go easy on Doc. He's got him in votes this week. I thought it, it was it, a better game. But, you know. it, uh, look, it, it was an incident in the <laughs> second quarter, I think. At least we agree on that. Now, <laughs> we agree on plenty of things. The Ds were, were moving the ball down the ground, and it was out on the half-forward flank near the boundary line. Uh, <laughs> Garlet was under the ball. It was a high kick. And it was fl- it was just getting to him as Doherty was approaching. Now, he should have just about ended Jeffy's career in that particular collision. And what he did was completely miss his body. He landed on the ground, sprawled, and allowed Jeffy to just play on. And I think he chipped it over to another Melbourne guy who either hit the post or just missed. Or maybe it was a goal, I'm not sure. That was that was a missed opportunity. Now, I point to Wietering last week, who got corked in the hip. I point to Sauce, who got corked in the bum. We're basically put out of action in those incidents, which were completely fair. Backman making collisions where the contest was, and that's part of the game. Doc missed him completely. This is Jeffy Garlett. 
Uh, Garlett went on to kick three goals after that incident. The last one was even more embarrassing because he outbodied Doherty and took a mark in the in the forward pocket. Again, the ball wasn't brought, brought to ground. I, it it just looks soft. And I don't. I'm, I'm not knocking Doc per se. I still had him in our best players. These are just little things that you've got to brush up on and do the no, right thing yeah, by the yeah. team. No, that's right. No, well, mate, I've got a thousand of those written down in my book. You know, yeah. like a thousand moments in the game. Yep. So, you yeah. So know, just they were little things, but they turned into big things. So, mate, Casbolt got got outmarked by Christian Salem, yes. like in a pure one on one. Another, I'll, I can have and Jetta twice. About Levi too, if you and want. Jetta and Jetta twice. Jetta twice didn't didn't outmark him, but he just uh, outmaneuvered him. And the ball, I think, hit the ground or whatever. But he, he had a chance to take three grabs against far, far less uh, sizable players, and he missed all three. They shouldn't have got. They shouldn't have been in the contest against him. Yeah, look on the subject of Levi. I just, I've just noticed the last couple of years his body language. He, he, he gets sort of down in the dumps. He looks like that from, from you know, a spectator's sort of point of view. He he doesn't look confident. He doesn't have that. He doesn't sort of stand up straight and sort of act strong. And he just looks like he he's lacking confidence in himself somehow. I'd I'd love to see him get pumped up somehow because I can remember when he was flying when he when he was uh, looked at by the football um, public for the first time and he was smashing into packs and regularly taking 10-plus marks a match. He looked very different on the ground than he is uh, lately. So whether it's the goal-kicking thing and the, the public sort of scrutiny that he, he receives as a result of that, I'm not sure. But I would really love to see better body language. And I, I don't know, I just want to see some confidence. I want to see him... Certainly not get beaten by smaller men on the ground. I, 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 he should be knocking blokes over every time he gets near a pack. So, you know, I just want to see him use his body like a weapon and, and be confident with it. I think we're all hoping and wishing he could do that I think more. one or two times Gorn got in front of that and actually um, it was either Salem or, or um, Jeddah actually put a block, so... There was one. Yeah, there no, was definitely one block. where he felt like he was. He, he had his path taken yeah, from not him. Not talking yeah, about yeah. that. One. No, that's not the one I'm talking about either. Um, you, you, before we get onto our votes, and I, we both saw the um, game on Sunday, the last practice match in the Resi. So I know you've got a few players yeah. that you've earmarked to have a look at there. But before we do, you mentioned the tackling oh, before, yeah. and I don't want you to go. I don't want the show to finish without you mentioning that again. Oh, no, I'll definitely. Uh, three tackles uh, inside fifty is pathetic. Um, I don't want to pour, you know, always talk about the negatives, but, you know, you've got to, a side that struggles to kick goals, right, because of, you know, we don't have the high marking players and, and what have you. We got no goals out of Wiedering and Jack on the weekend, I think. That's right. None yep, whatsoever. Yep, that's right. So we need to be a lot harder in that forward 50, you know, Armfield, um, you know, is down at the moment, but everyone in there has to put pressure on and a lot more tackling. 45 tackles we had for the game. 26 in the first half was okay. 19 only in the second half. 45, I went through the whole 18 sides that played on the week, uh, that played on the weekend and 45, and bearing in mind two sides lost by 100 points, 45 tackles was the lowest of the round. Right. Um. 
It's clearly not good enough. Clearly, clearly not good enough. And I, I know we played a bit of a, a standoff game um, against them on the weekend. We've already mentioned all that. But you've got to get your tackles well and truly up over 60, even 70. Uh, mm. Particularly a side like us, we understand. You, you mentioned you're right. We we had a game plan in mind, which was to stay back in corral, but it, that was the one that I looked at. The the three tackles inside forward fifty was it was just it was deplorable. Yeah. It's not and enough. missed tackles, a lot um, of missed tackles too. You mentioned Dennis. Your thoughts? We've spent we shared a few text messages on this when the no change came through uh, on the Friday night or where it was when the final teams were announced going in. Um, well, I think. On reflection, I think we all like the fact there's something to be taken away from that. The side they picked in round one, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. Back, back the boys again. Give them a chance to, you know, to redeem themselves for the round one game. So I can see why they did that. Would you be anticipating, albeit injuries aside, so let's say, let, let's assume Cripps plays um, and we've got a full bill of health. Are we expecting changes for the Essendon game? One or two. One, one or two, definitely. For mine, for mine, I'll bang on about this until I see it happen. I want to see like a, a Fisher and Carriage come in, or Carriage and Palmer, or Palmer and Fisher, or Cunningham, and amongst those four there, and you can throw Graham in too. Between those five, we need two of them to come in because we have to run deeper in the midfield. That's what I'll well, say. No, well, there's no doubt about that. So, so okay. With that in mind. Is is Simon is Whitey okay? Is he still in your twenty two? Oh, Have we got now that we've got McCre- now that McCready, Plowman, and Marchbank seem to be finding their feet? So until they, they're out of petrol, and you know their young bodies just can't come up for another week, and they need a spell. Is is Whitey as much as we love him? Is he? And he used the ball okay, which surprised me. I couldn't believe his stats. Cause I, well, the went, first half was average. The second half, he came into it. Okay, so we, we leave him in. He's got a, is, he a, is he a significant enough role player um, and, and offers enough co- sort of significant enough coverage that he has to be in the 22? Is he going to be one of the ones that's in, in peril? Oh, I see Whitey as a role player. So, I mean... I haven't really done my homework on Essendon, to tell you the truth. I really don't know what their likely matchups would be, other than the obvious ones. So it's purely down to uh, the match committee on that one. Um, they've got to find a role for him, obviously. They don't just... Uh, I wouldn't have thought you'd just pick him uh, as a matter of fact. Because um, uh, having said that, the guys in the twos really haven't had tough match play. So... Again, you, you, you want to be super confident with the guys coming in that they're mentally and physically prepared for a big, big blockbuster-type game. So, Oh, I think they're prepared because like we played Petreski without even a, a, yeah. a match at all. Mm. We played McCready one game against the Saints. Did he play half? A, you he might have played half. Him, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, only. And like you both mentioned that Fisher played in the Sandfield last year against men. Waffles, yeah. Uh, in the Waffles, sorry. So I think he'd, he'd be ready for sure. I'm not sure about Cunningham, uh, but certainly Fisher and Carriage and Palmer are ready. Absolutely Okay, ready. so you saw the game at Arden. We both we were there on Sunday morning. We watched yeah. the game. Of the players that if you were on match committee this week, yeah. who would be the players that played against Werribee that you would be thinking showed enough to be, you know, selectable um, if – if you know the, the the thought took you this way and the opportunity presented itself, uh, Fisher on top, 
I'd yep. be playing Fisher on top. It makes me makes my heart sing to hear yeah, you on say top that. for yep. sure. And then uh, Palmer Kerridge on equal basis. Uh, probably not Cunningham. I think he could be. I thought he was all right. I thought his second yeah, half was better. I thought yeah, he came into the game. Yeah. yeah, but also heard what the coach said too. Yeah. So yeah, what, what he said about him. So um, I think he thinks that once he comes in, he wants him ready, ready to go, really yeah, ready to what stay. You're yeah. He wants yeah. him ready. He goes the position he play. He's going to play for us in the midfield. He wants him ready, not a fifty-fifty. He wants him ready. So uh, Harry Mackay was a little bit. Uh, got a lot of the ball, missed a lot of goals, could have taken oodles oh, and marks, nice. he didn't. Um, he's ready to pop, but I think he still could be a little way away. Um, Can I throw one in? Yeah. We, look, we potted him. We potted him from day one. Oh, it was a pot. I guess it was a pot. It was Christian Jacks. And we explained why he disappointed us, because we all had high hopes for him. Okay. It was 9 o'clock on Sunday morning in front of 100 people at Arden Street in a practice game. He looked more engaged, more in the contest. He looked bubbly. He was celebrating his successes. Yes, when he kicked a goal, he was up and about. And he harassed. He ra- he chased and tackled. Yeah, he did. And he used the ball beautifully. He kicked that ball burster from 55. Yeah. He kicked one around the body. He kicked a couple, but he was in the game. And what I've seen of Christian Jack since he's got to Carlton at either level is that he's just not in the game. He doesn't know how to get into the contest. Well, he was in the game against Werribee. Now, that doesn't mean that he's ready to go and get in the game against Essendon. But I tell you what, if, if, if Christian's listening, more of that, mate. If you are serious about trying to save your AFL career, just more of that. That's, that's your baseline from right now. Because I walked away from that thinking, oh, well, it's not a lost cause at all. Like, he's far from a lost cause. If, if it was going to be, and I'm a Harry, Harry's my man, if I was going to pick Mackay or Jax, if it came down to that this week, I'd be opting for Jax off the back of that hit out last week. I want Mackay to be there, but I want to <coughs> ideally both in the side, you know. But I thought Jax's game was more complete than Mackay's on the weekend, and he just looked in good nick. So I don't know whether they're not going to pluck him. I don't think. I doubt it. But um, at least he's putting himself in the frame to be... That's what he's there for. Take notice of. You know? You're not there to play Northern Blues week in, week out. Yeah. He's a senior listed player. Yep. He needs to show that he wants to be a senior listed player and play in the seniors. So, like Andy said, more of that um, and you, you, you might get a chance. Um, what did you need of Gussie Sheen? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say Gus Sheen. Gus Sheen, uh, once he gets fully fit, uh, boy, I want him in because he strikes the ball beautifully. Should have seen his kicking, Gex. Yeah, I know it's nah, no surprise for you, but he's mate. kicking 55-metre bullets Bang. and hitting targets. Oh, yeah. oh. Makes a massive difference. Oh, mate. Yeah. So he gets it on the last line. He runs seven or eight metres. He's not and looking then... at the 34. No, no chance, mate. He's going over the top. Oh, God, yeah. it was beautiful to see. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. No, that was good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we wrap it up, we're doing our own Carlton Show BNF. We gave the votes last week. We should probably put this out somewhere so people can see what we're um, how we're voting on a weekly basis. Um, I found it hard this week. Uh, I don't know how you went with your votes yeah, this week. Yep. I certainly had less people in the mix uh, for votes this week than last week, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, three votes. Matty Wright, um, possibly the best game I've seen him play last week. Um, he keeps adding little things to his game every time I see him, this guy. And he's he's actually showing leadership qualities out in the ground. I love him. I love that stuff. And he's playing in a really hard spot on the ground. So fantastic, Matty Wright. Keep going. 
Uh, Cripper back in town. What I really loved... Three votes. Three votes for Cripper. Uh, three as well yep. for Cripper, sorry, yes. Uh, what I really loved about Cripper were the two assists inside 50 that, that resulted in goals. He, he broke open play from the middle of the ground, uh, found space and then speared passes that resulted in goals. That's what we want from our midfields. If you're not kicking them yourself, set them up. That's that's uh, spot-on business. Two to Murph. Um, couple of... A uh, couple of iffy situations, but the guy's a captain. He's putting himself on the line. He's he's doing everything pretty well right for me. He's a very solid start to the year. And I just gave one vote to Doc, who I've criticised tonight, but nonetheless still one of our best players by a mile. Uh, Kerno, I thought, did a great job. Um, much, Ed. Much, oh, sorry. Ed, Ed. Yes, Ed Kerno, sorry. Uh, who... Uh, compared to last week, which I thought was pretty ordinary, he was uh, very good uh, on the weekend. And Plowman, I thought, uh, has started the season really well and put in a really solid game as well. Gee, you haven't given many votes. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six players you Correct. vote. Yep. Okay. Um, what about you? I went, oh, pretty stock stand. I went Murphy three, Wright three, Cripps three, Doherty two, Plowman two, then I, got, I gave a whole heap of ones. I gave Marchbank one, Ed Kerno one, McCready one, Thomas one, Smets one, and, well, you're not going to believe it, I gave Gibbsy one. So, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> you and I have almost gone, we've almost copied each other here. Um, I only gave the two three, though. I gave three to Murphy, um, who I thought was fantastic. He looks, there was, a, there was a, I was watching the replay. You don't see this at the ground, but I was watching the replay. He looks. He does look like he's put on a Muscle bit of significant. I reckon there. he does. He, I don't know whether yeah. he's just had a better preseason and he's he's hit the season. The start of good Nick. He yeah. looks. He's yeah. in. He's in, he's Nick, in super yeah. Nick. Yeah. Um, three to Merv. Three to Righty. I thought he was for all the reasons you blokes have mentioned. Uh, two votes to March Bank. I just love it. Let us in. The fact that you got a nineteen-year-old kid leading you in intercepts. He takes the game on. Who's he's nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty. He's only nineteen. Is he a teenager? Or he might be 20. He might be 20 now. Um, 19 or 20. I haven't yeah. checked his birthday. I'm not sure. Oh, he's only a baby. Yeah, I can confirm it. He's a baby. A uh, two votes to Marchbank, Cripps, and Doherty. I thought it was a better game from Doc. You, you've, you've, you've highlighted the areas he let himself down, but I thought he was a bit cleaner with the footy. Yeah. He's 21, is he? Marchbank, right. So 21. Um, I thought Doherty was a bit cleaner with the footy. Um, and I thought he needed to cover a little bit for Simo, who... Um, you know, Jesus, we love him. We love him like a brother, but he hasn't necessarily, he's not necessarily playing the way we want him blow to. Blowtorch on him. It's a hard, you can't put the blowtorch oh, on Simo. The blowtorch on You can't Sim- put the blowtorch on Simo. I, I am. I'm, I'm, Can you sanction him, please? I'm putting the blowtorch on Simo. Three I'm putting the, well, I know what he's capable of. He's Come my favourite player. Mate. He's my favourite player. I'm putting the blowtorch. I want to see more out of him. Uh, so, Come on, Simo, lift, son. Uh, two to Doherty, Cripps and Marchbank and singles Especially two. against these mugs. Thomas, Ed Kerno, <laughs> Smets, who's just clean with the footy. Plowman, his ball use is fantastic. And Gibbs, look, he whacked away. He whacked away. He's not shirking the responsibility of being around the footy. I just wish he was a bit better with it. So um, it's, yeah, despite what we've said, and it comes from the heart with me, with Bryce Gibbs. I hope he, um, I hope he's forcing me to give him a few threes and fours before the year's out. Uh, good to see you. Thank you. Can Cheers. we Can we beat Essendon? I reckon we're a bit of a chance. They're coming off an interstate game in humid conditions. I think Baz was 
talking to me about that the other day, and uh, you know, they big might be chance. Big leg weary. Who knows? Big chance. They've been up for two weeks. The Bombers. The big game against Hawthorne. Uh, and a, a massive game against Brisbane. They were challenged in both games. They're going to be tired. If we're there at three-quarter time, I think we can go over the top of them. Well, that is the Wayne Johnson uh, tribute edition of the Carlton Show, done and dusted. Back next week with the Ross Ditchburn uh, Memorial. Not Memorial. Trevor Ditcher. <laughs> Ditcher. Or Trev. I had his number on my back. As we should talk about this next week, the numbers you had on your back, the progression of numbers you had on your back yes. as a kid. Can you remember? Yeah, yeah I, well, I had twenty five, and then when he went to St. I never twenty five. When he went to St Kilda, I took the, the, I think I took the two off and left the five, or I took the five <laughs> off and left the two. I can't remember. <laughs> I started with. I'll do it now. I started with ten, Gags Gallagher, twenty Jeff Southby, eight Trevor Keo, um, eight Trevor Keo, and then did I have another one after that? That might have been the last number I had. Me, no, no, then thirty, um, thirty seven, of course. Piggy. Piggy was the last number I had on me oh, back. The pig. Yeah. The pig. Yeah, what about you, Blake? Well, like I said, I, I had 25 for a long, long time. When, when, he, when he went to St Kilda, <laughs> I, was, I think I cried for about six months. So, well, I, you, I, you were a duffel coat man more than a footy, jub, footy yeah, jumper. I think bike, I went you? from 25 to 37 myself, actually. Yeah. I loved Harms. He, yeah. frick, he was a he was magnificent. Hurricane. Anyway, hurricane. If we go down this road, we could be here for hours. Yeah. Um, Keep fighting the good fight, uh, Carlton supporters. Uh, that was a much better effort against Melbourne, and hopefully there's a better one to come against the Bombers. Thanks for tuning in again. Appreciate the fact that you stayed with us for an extra day. We had a few hiccups this week, so we're 24 hours later than normal. We'll be back normal time next week. We'll see you then. They will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark school.